Amen. Let us pray. God, we just thank you for the gift of music. We thank you for the gift of musicians. And just uh, this reminder in the, in the midst of the hustle and the bustle of this Christmas season of what this is all about. And are you worthy? You are. And we come to praise and worship you this morning. We pray these things in the mighty and the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. This uh, January, uh, or this past January, which is almost a year ago, uh, I attended a worship conference, and Andrew Peterson was there uh, to speak, and he was the one who wrote that song. And so I had the awesome privilege to hear him and Chris Tomlin uh, sing that, and just was absolutely awestruck. And um, when Mary told me that they were singing this, I absolutely squealed, right? I was so excited. And I just want to say thank you for blessing us this morning. Uh, if Chris Tomlin or Andrew Peterson, they would be on tour, I'm just saying. They would be on tour. So thank you for blessing us this morning. I want to, uh, to share again the passage um, that Carolyn shared a bit ago. And I want you to hear these words as I read them aloud. And think of a word, a phrase, an image that stands out to you this morning as you hear these words. In those days, a decree went out from the Emperor Augustus to all the world. Uh, that they uh, should all be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth and Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house of the family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and whom was expecting a child. While, there, while they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Jesus is many things. He has many things, um, but sometimes he isn't convenient, right? He's not convenient. Everybody say, oh, God, why? You know, not right now, not right now. Sometimes he isn't convenient. And I can't help but wonder about some of the conversations uh, that Mary might have had with God during these nine months, right? After all, she didn't ask for any of this. Uh, I can't help but wonder, did she think or say, wasn't a virgin birth enough to deal with? And God, did we really have to travel 80 miles on a camel so the baby could be born in Bethlehem, right? And then this is the big one. Could the angel Gabriel not have gone to Hotels.com <laughs> and reserved a room? I mean, we knew the day was coming, right? Our culture has conditioned us to expect convenience. When we order something, we expect it to come the next day. We lose our minds if our computers are running slow, and heaven forbid if we lose our cell phone signal on our phones. You see, we see anything that poses an inconvenience to our lives as something that's negative. And we have two choices of, of how we respond. Uh, we can get upset, which a lot of times we do, or we can surrender our expectations to God and ask him uh, to give us the agenda for our days, and if we're bold enough, even for our lives. When we experience times of frustration, I will uh, often say out loud, God, what do I need to learn from this? What do I need to learn from this? When we choose God's choice, we find ourselves uh, experiencing joy of obedience 
in the midst of being inconvenienced. So how has the Lord inconvenienced you lately? And what is your response? We are continuing in uh, the second chapter of Luke, and here are these uh, words from verses 8 through 14. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of, of, um, of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the heavens, in the highest heaven, and on, on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. We have two different situations that are going on at the same time. Mary has gone into labor, and her child is born, right, while the shepherds are out in the fields. Both normal women uh, give birth every day, and, and, and every day the shepherds, they were out in their fields tending to their flock. But this day, this day was different. It was different. Shepherds were considered outcasts in the ancient culture. They were considered lowly, yet this is who God chose to hear the good news of Jesus' birth. You see, God sends signs and wonders to the poor and to the lowly, to the rich and to the powerful and everyone in between. This was the most prominent event in Christian history, and the shepherds, the shepherds were the first to hear. They were the first hearers of the Christmas gospel, the first believers and the first preachers, if you will, of sharing the good news of Jesus, the Christmas gospel. Gospel means good news. Isn't that how God is? Life is normal, right? Life is normal. Or maybe a little busy, or maybe some of us may have a crisis that's happening. And then, bam, something happens, and we find ourselves choosing how we're going to respond. Imagine the shepherds are out in the field, and, and they're surrounded by their sheep. It's quiet. It's almost still. It's dark. The air is crisp, and the stars are so bright that they have lit up the sky. And then all of a sudden, an angel appears, and the shepherds were scared. You can imagine, you're out in your open field, and it's just you and your sheep and a few other shepherds, and then this angel shows up. It had to be spectacular and scary all at the same time. Clearly, they were shook, and the angel said, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, trust me, trust me. For some of us here, this has been a difficult year, and for some of us here, the holidays have been hard. They've been hard in those moments and in this season of life when we're afraid. God says to us, don't be afraid, trust me. Emmanuel, God with us and God for us. I want to share a quote with you from Brene Brown. She says, owning our, our own story can be hard, but not nearly as difficult as spending our lives running from it. Embracing our vulnerabilities is risky, but not nearly as dangerous as giving up on love and belonging in joy. The experiences that make us the most vulnerable, only when we are brave enough to explore the darkness will we discover the infinite power 
of our light. Signs and wonders. God sent an angel to the shepherds to tell them the good news. God's glory shone all around them. And we recount the story of, of the wise men. They saw his star in the sky and, and they came from near and far to worship him. And the most glorious sign of all, a baby lying in a manger. Look for these signs and marvel and wonder. God's manifest presence shone all around them, his Shekinah glory. We read passages uh, and think to ourselves, this is history as, as believers and followers of Jesus. But what about today? What about today? Does God still make his manifest presence known through signs and wonders? He absolutely does. There's a great awakening to his marvelous light. We just need to look around and open our spiritual eyes to see him in our midst, in our circumstances, in those he places in our lives, the miracles around us, in the supernatural healings and through the revealing of himself through his written word. Learn to light a candle in the darkest moments of your life for yourself and for others. Be the light that others can see, the light of Jesus. Uh, two years ago, uh, I had the opportunity to travel to the Holy Land and get to go back uh, in a month. Actually, a month from today, we'll be over there. There are 44 of us traveling on this trip, and we are uh, super excited to, uh, to make our pilgrimage uh, over to the Holy Land. And, and when I went two years ago, I got to visit Shepherd's Field, uh, this place where this scripture comes from. And um, uh, it's where they heard the, the, the news of Jesus' birth. And it's a vast and it's a wide open space, as you can imagine. And it's surrounded by beautiful hills. And as you look out uh, on, on that, that uh, sheep pasture, uh, you turn and you look, and there's another hill behind you. And up atop of that hill is the place where Jesus was born. And you can just imagine in your minds uh, the shepherds coming in from that field and making their way up that hill uh, to that sacred place. And as we entered the Church of the Nativity, you find a very old, ornate space with lots of gold and jewels and icons, and there's incense burning. And it's below that ornate altar that you find the place of Jesus' birth. And, and we walk down a few steps into a small cave to witness the place where Jesus was born and also the place where the, the, uh, the, laid, the manger laid. And there are caves, and they're all around Israel. They're all over Bethlehem. And it was common uh, back in those ancient days for the shepherds to bring their animals into the caves to keep them warm, hence why we see animals, right, in our nativity scenes. And in those shepherds' fields, they would often raise lambs that would be used as sacrifices for offerings before the Lord. And it was customary to do that before Jesus' death. You see, those, those very sacrificial lambs were present at Jesus' birth. And it's fitting that our Savior was born, the ultimate sacrifice for each and every one of us in that very cave. We gather here this morning to worship the newborn king and who he is to each and every one of us. I think back to that, that, uh, that monologue that Teresa shared of the innkeeper, that there was no room in the inn. How are you making room for Christ in your life, in your heart, and in your mind, and in this coming year? 
have you room for Christ? Some of you may respond with, but I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy that he should come and stay with me. That's not the question. Have you room? Some others might say, but the room I have in my heart, it's, it's unclean and it's dirty. Wasn't the stable. Have you room? But my heart, my heart is stone cold. So was the first resting place in the manger. Have you room? If you have room for Christ, he will come and be your guest. Don't say, I hope I'll have room in the future. The time is come when he shall be born in your heart. If you have room for him, let him be born in your soul today. He waits patiently to take up residence in your heart's manger this morning. You see, Jesus, he didn't come to create religion. He came to create relationships. I want to share these words from Luke with you. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. Friends, may his favor rest upon you this day. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you and we just take a moment to pause, to soak in the ways that you have spoken to us this day as we've come to worship and praise you. God, we thank you that the light is coming. And Jesus, you are worthy of all honor and praise. I pray for a light so strong in each and every one of us that it casts out any darkness that we are experiencing. And Father, I, I pray that, that we can learn from our inconveniences. Sometimes they can be blessings in disguise. But help us to be patient in times of frustration. God, I pray for a spiritual awareness for each and every one of us. God, for this spiritual vision, for supernatural hearing, God, that, that you would just uh, descend upon each and every one of us with your Holy Spirit, a fresh anointing of your spirit, that we see you so clearly around us and in us. And I pray, God, that, that we would make room for you Make room for you. Make room for Jesus in our hearts and in our minds and in our souls. God, that it would be a north star for each and every one of us. We thank you for this opportunity to come this morning to worship and praise you, but we thank you that, that you meet us here, that you meet us here. We pray these things in the mighty and the powerful name of Jesus and all of God's people said, amen. <clears throat>